are listening to Kapatid Central, where we talk about the difficult topics the way only siblings can. Now here are your hosts, Donna, Delia, Darlene, and Neil. Welcome back everybody to Kapatid Central. Thank you very much for continuously listening to our podcast. Meron yata tayong mga comments from our last podcast. Pero Neil? Yeah, so merong comments si Lorraine. Actually, one of my best friends since childhood. Sabi niya, shocking revelations. So hindi ko alam kung alin doon yung shocking revelation. Malamang yun sa'yo. Yung Malamang yun sa'yo. Hindi siya mapaniwala <laughs> sa mga quote-unquote excess ko. No? I want to also say na si Ma'am Sis of Cavite National High School, nag-PM talaga siya sa'kin. Sabi niya, Mamu, parehas kami ng kasabihan ng mami mo. Hindi ako maganda, kaya bahala talaga siya kung maghanap siya ng iba. O, oh, di ba ang tapang ni Madam? <laughs> Taray ni Madam Sis. Ay, mas matapang ang asawa ko dyan. Ang sabi niya, ha, may first love ka rin pala. Karin <laughs> pala. Ibig sabihin, meron din siya. Hindi, may tinutukso ako lagi sa kanya na first love niya. Excuse me, ito na iyapas si Donna. May alam akong story dyan sa kanila eh. Kaya nga hindi ko malimutan yung kantang Tuloy pa rin ang awit ng buhay ko. <laughs> Kapag naririnig ko nga yun, si Tito Anton ang natatandaan ko eh. Bakit? Paano yun daw ang dedicated song ni Tito Anton doon sa kanyang first love. Ay, talaga. Nakalimutan ko. Ay, nagbago yung mukha ni ate doon. Sabi niya, ay, talaga, pero may bahid ng pagkainis. Oy <laughs> <laughs> pero, true to my words, I really texted Papa D, Ate Del's ex, and he's so happy to listen to our podcast last time. And, na-remember niya na nung isang uh, time daw when you were in Kawit, you had to board a truck kasi alikas-likas ng ulan. Oh, may na-remember pa si Papa D. Thank you very much, Papa D, for supporting us. And I also would like to take this chance to say happy birthday to Miss J, my ex-boss, uh, one of my best bosses in the happy whole birthday, wide world. Happy birthday, Miss J. 18 years old. Happy birthday, naman, Miss J. Kahit hindi ako ni Miss J. <laughs> Alright, so how's everyone's week? Kamusta naman ang mga pangyayari sa buhay nyo? Well, my week was very stressful. Yeah, I was really very busy this week. Pero rinig na rinig sa boses mo na medyo low energy ka ngayon na compared sa previous recordings natin. Ang bagal mo din magsalita ate. Pagod na pagod ka talaga, no? Talaga? <laughs> Thank you sa inyo, lobat na ako pag alas 9. Tundali na. <laughs> so just for everybody's knowledge, we're actually recording at 9.30pm right now. So this is the first time that we're doing this at night because we usually do this in the morning. Basta ako, I feel improved. Seldom lang ako nakakaupo sa counter kasi 12 kami sa clinic. So nagro-rotate yun. So bago ako makaupo ulit sa counter, siguro it would take weeks. So parang lagi akong naninibago. Ako naman, it was a mixed bag of emotions this week. I was sad, I was happy, I was angry, I was content. But the good thing about this week is I was able to follow through my plan. So every day after everybody goes out, nakalinis na ako, nakapag-load uh, ako ng washing machine. Tapos I really I take the time to go out and get some vitamin D. Kapag talaga palang you're vitamin D deficient, you feel it in your bones, in your muscles. Kasi I had tremors in my muscles and we were, uh, you know, thinking about what could be wrong with me. And my doctor was taking my blood tests and giving me a lot of different supplements and they couldn't see what was wrong with me. And it seemed like it was vitamin D deficiency. And so I took the time to really go out in the sun. Uh, there were a couple of days when it was really cloudy, but I still went out and just walked. I didn't even run, but I just really walked for about 30 to 45 minutes. 
And I feel good just sweating it out. And then, uh, you know, when I come back, I still have time before going back to work. I put on a, a podcast, listening to very good talks about, you know, spirituality talks about God and uh, prophets. And that really helps me in my day. Kahit na medyo mahirap, stressful. But you think about the things that you learn at the, you know, at the beginning of the day. Sabi nga Donna last week, it's very helpful when you also pray. It helps you with your sufferings, kumbaga, and uh, everything that comes your way. Hindi ka pa rin naman perfect, pero everything becomes a little bit easier. Darlene, I think you have to clarify for our listeners kasi they might think you're undergoing treatment for your cancer, right? Pakasabihin nila, ba't lumalabas ka pa? And we are in this pandemic, di ba? Mm-hmm. Dapat we stay at home. Kasi dito sa Singapore, uh, the situation is not as horrendous as what you're experiencing there in Manila or in India and in Indonesia and lots of uh, different parts of Southeast Asia, really. So here we are able to go out. Um, there's a lot of aunties and uncles, so really old people in the park exercising every day. Of course, they have to observe social distancing measures. And we all wear masks, even if we're outside. If you're doing some strenuous activities, then you are allowed to remove your mask but i still do put on my mask and again i'm not doing very strenuous activities it is quite inconvenient when you're walking outside in the sun it's hot and you still have to put on a mask pero that's an additional precaution that i take i know that i'm at high risk of contracting covid-19 or any virus at that because i am undergoing chemotherapy but also i feel like there is really power from the sun some healing power so anything talaga natural that the Lord has given us really can help us. And it's also, I know it's also um, mindset, pero I truly believe that the sun has healing powers. And it helps me meditate when I walk. Since Darlene already mentioned it, the situation here in the Philippines is not as controlled and not as good in Singapore. I actually just read in a Facebook post from the Department of Health that just today, we have another 11,000 people who are suffering from COVID-19. Oh. We have 11,000 cases for today alone? Or total cases yan din? I think new cases. Because last time I was talking to Dr. Arnel Pauco one day, and sabi niya new cases, um, the day before was 15,000. That's new cases every day. And that's only... Every day, grabe. And that's only accounting for the numbers that uh, they actually can count. It says here in their Facebook post, ngayong 4 p.m., April 17, ang Department of Health ay nakapagtala ng 11,101 na karagdagang kaso ng COVID-19. I mentioned that kasi I just heard this morning from Ronilo that a good friend of his contracted COVID-19. Yeah, basically last night, around 11 p.m., I think, I saw a Facebook post of his sister asking for prayers para sa best friend ko nga kasi they tested positive and he got the worst end of the stick. So he was in the hospital and his oxygen levels were drastically dropping down. So he got really worried. And then after several minutes or a few more hours, I can barely remember, she posted that he's going to be intubated. That really took us by surprise because we didn't know that it was that serious because two days ago, he was saying that he was feeling a little bit better. And then after another hour, she messaged us or she posted actually saying that he already passed away. So that was really quite a shocker. You know, sa buong araw, I just couldn't sleep because it felt like 
I was in a movie. I couldn't believe that something like that would happen to me or to him, to his family. This is very, very similar to when we heard the news when Ati Daryl was diagnosed of cancer. You know, kasi syempre, we've read books, we've watched movies of this, you know, sad things na nangyari sa family, you know, through illnesses or through calamities. Pero when it happens to you or to your family or to your loved ones, iba yung impact eh. It feels like, I don't know, it just feels different. Like you're not a part of it, but you are. And it's just hard to really accept the fact that you are in that position. Yeah. Oh, reality hits. Definitely. It's a lot easier to accept other people's misfortunes. Pero pag nangyari na sa'yo, it's, uh, it takes a while for you to accept it. So ngayon nasa in-denial stage ka pa, Ronil. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's in denial. Pero last night, di ako nakatulog talaga. Siguro I stayed up until 5, 5.30am. And I was more worried about his parents. Kasi diba, to lose a child, I don't think I can ever understand the pain. It's gonna be very, very difficult. Kasi parents should never experience that. You know, I just want to share. But I actually pleaded and made an agreement with my father in heaven. I'm not really sure if talagang nagkaroon talaga kami na agreement. Pero I really pleaded that if he would let me be buried by my kids. Yun talaga. When I became a mother. Yun talagang dinasal ko. Please let my kids bury me. It's quite difficult for a parent to lose a, a child. Uh, gusto, ako gusto ko lang sabihin, as someone who actually faced death, <laughs> a very, very real uh, prospect of death, um, you know, I didn't want my children to bury me. I know, Ate Delia, you, you want your children to bury you that is because you didn't want to feel the pain of losing a child. Pero ako, I think for me, it was... Uh, more of a concern that my children would have to bury a parent at that age, especially because they were still very young when I was diagnosed. Different perspectives lang and different timing. Siguro talaga kung matanda ka na, kung matanda na ako, okay lang na um, I, I can say na, oh, my, my children are ready to let me go. I can go because I know that they can run their own lives. Um, they would have their own families to take care of. But at this point, I don't want them to bury me. I want to be there for them until they grow up. Hindi, siguro yung natural order of things nga, na no parent would want their child to bury them. Pero sabi ko nga, because of the knowledge of the gospel, yun lang yung nagpapakomfort sa atin. No? Someday, we can still see each other. It doesn't have to end there. Pero kahit alam mo yung knowledge na yan, ang sakit pa rin eh. And I always refer to the time when Jesus Christ was crucified. Diba? Nagkaroon ng earthquake and then the sky... Total darkness. Yeah, got totally dark. And so, si Heavenly Father nga, alam niya na, na His only begotten Son would be resurrected. But still, when He died, it did pain Him to see that, right? May sinabi si Thomas S. Monson dyan. Hindi ko maalala yung quote verbatim. Pero ang sinabi niya, to remove grief from death is to take out love out of life. Can I correct you? Uh, yes, please. Si President Russell M. Nelson, yun eh. Siya ba? Si President Monson na nag-quote. Ang sabi dito, ito nakita ko. The only way to take sorrow out of death is to take love out of life. Yan! So, ang ibig sabihin yan, kung hindi nga tayo magiging malungkot dahil namatay yung loved ones natin, Ibig sabihin, hindi natin sila minahal nung nabubuhay sila. 
So we really would feel sorrow for those loved ones who have passed on. Kasi minahal natin sila when they were alive. Death is part of life and a necessary part of life. It doesn't matter what age they are. There's a lot of infuriating unfairness in the world. O ginamit ko yung phrase na yan because that's a talk that I recently listened to sa general conference. It says infuriating unfairness. A lot of things in the world is unfair. People dying at a very young age. A person who is mostly needed by his family die because of a, a cycling accident, for example, like what happened here with a Filipino who was only uh, 35 years old, who had two kids. There's a lot of unfairness. And um, I, I know it's, it's very difficult to accept that, especially for those who have passed on, sabi nothing at the prime of their life. Pero it's a reality that we all have to face, regardless of age. Naalala ko kasi, sinasabi kasi ni Ronelte, kunyari nung namatay si Mamang, our you know, beloved grandmother, our daddy's mother died recently, just before her 91st birthday this year. 90th. 90th birthday pala. Parang natanggap natin agad, no? Kasi ano, magna-90 na nga siya. Eh, kasi, and then we saw Mamang how difficult it was for her kasi nagiging demented na siya eh. And I guess that's why the pain isn't as deep. Is that the right word? Deep? Compared to when someone you love passes away, nawala pa sa ganong age sa, or stage sa buhay nila. Hindi kaya nag-iisip tayo ng ganyan. Kung hindi natin matanggap kapag namamatay yung mga taong medyo bata pa kasi hindi natin maintindihan. And we are trying to find explanations why somebody who has not had you know, enough experiences siguro in life to be taken out of this world that fast. You know, minsan, di ba, may mga tanong tayo na hindi natin ma-explain. That's why we keep on asking and we feel it's very unfair just because we don't understand them. And we fear it. We feared it. Ako, I don't feel that way. I know that when somebody passes away, lalo na kapag mga ganitong sickness, that you know, the Lord has a plan. And it's probably their time really to live this mortal life. Pero what pains me is because, syempre may mga thoughts tayo na you grow old with your friends, you're gonna hang out, ganyan, habang tumatanda kayo, your kids will be friends with one another. Yung mga ganong expectations na bigla na lang mawawala. Compared when you're older, di ba? Kapag tumatanda yung tao, Puro yung past yung pinag-uusapan natin eh. Diba? It's a proven fact na wala na masyadong future na hinatanaw kapag tumatanda ka eh. Puro past eh. So andito pa kami sa stage na we're still looking forward to what can we do together? Tapos biglang wala na. So I guess for me that's why it's a little bit harder to accept. Yeah, very recently we also had a lot of friends who passed on, not necessarily because of COVID. I have a friend here in Singapore who's also Filipino. She's just a couple of years older than me. And uh, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer just a year after I was diagnosed um, with my breast cancer. And it, it, the progression of her cancer was really, really fast. But it also, I think, added to the fact that she did not go for treatment on a regular basis. And so because it was already stage four, tapos hindi tuloy-tuloy yung treatment, it was, the prognosis was not very good. And, you know, true enough, after about one and a half years of battling it, she succumbed to it. At 39, she passed on. 
And then you remember Ate Donna. Ate Donna and I used to visit a 57-year-old woman here in Singapore. Do you remember Siulay Ate Don? Oh, yung binisit natin sa hospice? Oo. Uh-uh. So Siulay is a Singaporean. She's Chinese-Singaporean. And when I first met her, the reason I met her was because one of our friends here in Singapore asked me to meet her because she was diagnosed with stomach cancer, 57 years old. And then, so this friend wanted me just to give her some, you know, pep talk and, you know, just tell her what I've gone through and how I got through what I've gone through, just basically giving, you know, emotional support. And so the, the first time I met her, we talked about her life and she said, you know, she's 57 years old. She said she's never been married. And the, the saddest part about it was when she told me that she spent all her life working, but now it looks like she's not going to be able to enjoy the fruits of her labors because she's very ill. And during that time, she just underwent uh, her stomach surgery. So she only had a stomach that is slightly smaller than half of my fist. Can you imagine? Hindi siya makakain, hindi rin siya makainom. Because every little thing that goes into her stomach seems to be too much and she wants to vomit it out. So she really knew how it felt to be very, very hungry. I don't know if you guys know how it really feels to be very, very hungry. I don't think any of us experienced that. But this was a person who did. And that was just the saddest thing for me when she didn't have anybody and she was in a hospice, just like what Ate Don was saying, because there was nobody who can take care of her. She has a lot of siblings, but none of them could take care of her. Apparently, they all have their own families and they decided to put her in a hospice. She was in a common room with several other people there. And you see other people with visitors, but the time that I visited her and I, I went to visit her every week after that, She was always alone when I, when I went there. And uh, the first time also when I met her, I talked to her about um, Jesus Christ. And she said, who is Jesus Christ? I've heard about him, but I don't really know about him. And so I started to share a little bit about Jesus Christ. And she said she wants to know more about him. So every time I would go, I would share a little bit of my knowledge about Jesus Christ, my testimony about how he helps us through all these afflictions. And sometimes the missionaries would also visit her. And she enjoys those meetings. And the last time that we visited her, Atidona was with me. I felt, um, you know, happy for her because it was a very nice room. It looks very comfortable. But of course, she was not very comfortable. She had all the tubes um, all over her face, her nose, everywhere. And you knew that she couldn't breathe very well uh, because even her responses to us were, were very perfunctory as well. Sometimes she would pant when she would uh, give us an answer. But I do remember before Atidona and I left, And I was not even asking. She just said, darling, I've already accepted Jesus Christ in my life. And then three days later, somebody texted me using Siulai's number. And they, they have my number because some, sometimes I would text Siulai and ask how she is. Because she's, when she's in the hospital, she can reply to me by text. And they said that Siulai has passed away. And I'm just so relieved, you know, that she passed away. And I knew that she was happy when she, you know, when she passed on. It's sad kasi parang uh, she was not able to enjoy life based dun sa sinabi niya sa akin when she was on the hospital bed the first time I met her. Pero, you know, it gives us hope, gaya nga sinabi natin doon, and gives us comfort that, you know, that life can continue after this earth life and we will all see each other again someday. 
yun na lang pinanghahawakan talaga natin. Sabi ni President Bruce R. McConkie, death can be comforting and sweet and precious, or it can thrust upon us all the agonies and sulfurous burnings of an endless hell. And we, each of us individually, make the choice as to which it shall be. Yeah, I want to say something, Atidona. We all know that, we believe in that, but it's really, really very sad to lose a loved one. So what I would like to share to Ronil, no? if you're willing to feel the pain, you will heal. So sige lang, Neil. Ako ha, kahit siguro anong pain, whether it is uh, loss of a friend, a family member, or just siguro whatever type of pain ang maramdaman natin, sabi nga, if you're willing to feel it, you will heal it. So, sige lang, for those people who are suffering because of the loss of a loved one, because of a friend, a family member, kasi kami, we may not understand it that much. Although, we would like to sympathize with you, we would like to empathize with you, pero iba talaga yung feeling kapag kayong nawalan eh. So, sige lang, feel the pain. It's really painful naman talaga to lose somebody you love. So, feel it. And then afterwards, heal yourself. I think it is important that people understand it is important to mourn. We really have to mourn. And then afterwards, we accept the fact that they are not with us anymore. And then we move on with our lives with the hope that we will see them again after this life. Pero yun nga, mourn if you have to mourn. Cry if you have to cry. Maganda yung binring up mo, Teno, kasi may natutunan ako dyan tungkol sa pag-iyak through your sorrows. Kasi naalala ko, every time, in the past, every time na merong, every time na may friend na lalapit sa akin na merong calamity sa buhay ng family nila, ang lagi kong sinasabi, oh, wag kang iiyak, kailangan maging strong ka kasi si mama at papa mo, kailangan nila ng strength. Mapakita mo na maging strong ka, wag kang iiyak. This uh, recently, meron kaming kaibigan ulit ngayon, nasa group chat kami. Ano na siya, lungkot na lungkot na siya, pero pinipigilan niya umiyak. Ang sabi ko, oh, huwag kang iiyak ha, kasi andyan yung ano, si papa mo, andyan, baka mag-breakdown din siya, pati yung ano, mga kapatid mo, pag ikaw ang nakita nila umiyak. Tapos isa naming friend, sumagot siya, ang sabi niya, hindi, sige, iiyak mo lang yan, iiyak mo ng iiyak, kasi kailangan mong i-feel yung pain at yung sadness. Yung, yung, yung friend namin, uh, after a while, nag-reply siya, sabi niya, pumunta siya sa simbahan, katoliko siya, habang tarasal daw siya, iniyak, iniyak niya daw talaga sa Lord. Lahat ng pain niya. At gumaan yung pakiramdam niya. And I realized pala, minsan, hindi natin kailangan maging malakas all the time. Pwede pa rin naman tayong maging malakas, pero minsan, kailangan natin surrender sa Lord, yung lahat ng mga worries natin, lahat ng mga sadness natin, so that we can feel better, so that He can make us feel better. Ang sobrang mahirap lang ngayon is the grieving process, especially since naka-quarantine kami dito, no? naka-lockdown kami sa NCR, and sa Cavite, sa Rizal, sa Batangas. It's very difficult not to even have the option to assist my friend's family kasi kung walang pandemic ngayon, of course we'll be there. Diba kung may nangyari, pupunta kami, I don't know, we'll probably prepare food for them. Yeah, that's what, what I would do. Pero I can't really do anything. So, you know, very depressing. 
So for you nga, mahirap na yan, friend ka. Na si Jonathan Imperial. At you you remember Jonathan Imperial. He came here to Singapore a long time ago. You, know, you remember him, tinry ko siyang, uh, tinry mong iha, uh, yakapin, pero lumayo siya sa, natakot siya sa akin. Um, eh, Nag-post siya sa Facebook, namatay yung brother niya due to COVID. Brother niya. So can you imagine si Ronil's feelings magnified 100 times? Kasi hindi niya makapuntahan. Kasi naka-lockdown. I can't, in, to be honest, I really don't understand what those people feel because I'm an outsider. I have friends who are stricken with COVID at the moment. Pero hindi ko ma-imagine yung feelings nung mga actual na loved ones ng mga taong namatay sa COVID. Hindi ko alam. Yan, yan sinasabi ko sa kuya nyo last time. When we would hear our friends, you know, nagkaroon sila ng cancer, malulungkot ka talaga. But it's different nung nagka-cancer ka, Darl, nung na-diagnose ka. Iba yung feeling talaga when you're really connected to that person. It really is different. Just empathizing and being in that position na, na ikaw na yung talagang nawalan or your family member or a friend, you know, was diagnosed or passed away. I cannot explain it. It just feels very, very different. Like it, it, it's foreign for yourself as well because it's your first time experiencing that. And then it feels like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, you cannot really say that you know how they feel until you have felt that same experience. Actually, this is my second friend who passed away because of COVID-19. Yung first friend ko, he was a friend from BYU Hawaii. And he passed away last year, yung kasagsagan talaga ng COVID sa New York. So I was really sad at that time. Pero kasi ang closest namin ito ni Baski is different. Iyak ako talaga. Kasi just to set the stage, siguro sa mga listeners who don't know us very well. So we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And for young men, ages 19 to 26, you know, we have the responsibility to be missionaries. So when I was 19, So when I was 19, I served the mission sa Hagayan de Oro. So yung first area ko, nandun na kagad si, si Baski, si Jasper. Dami yung pangalan, his full name is Juan Daniel, but he goes by Jasper. Pero sa mission kasi nag-start yung Baski because of his last name. And he was already there, he came six weeks ahead of me. So pagdating ko doon, magka-apartment kami. So merong four missionaries dun sa apartment and we've been housemates for three months. And then after three months, I was assigned to an office position and dun kami naging mag-companion. And when you're companion sa mission, you do everything together except going to the bathroom. So imagine being with someone Almost 24-7. No, kasi kapag matutulog kayo, you sleep in the same room. Not in the same bed, <laughs> but in the same room. So you really get to know the person. And nagkasama kami for about four and a half months. So in total, seven and a half. Kaisipin mo, parang sa galit lang yung seven and a half, di ba? Pero when you're with someone, every time, every minute of your day, grabe yung relationship talaga na mapoform nyo. And I've had... 13 companions in my two years of serving, pero siya yung longest. So he was really a brother to me and he was a really, really good friend. So we were very, very close and he was one of the few people na after mission I kept in touch with and I still try to have lunch with him. 
And so just to realize na you know, nawala na na I can never have lunch with this person. Babawasan na yung sasendan ko ng mga Bisaya videos. No, kasi usually kapag pinapanood akong sa buwan, no, videos, maintindihan niya yung humor. Siya hagad yung sinisendan ko. Naalala ko nung namatay din si Ate Rachel. Ate Rachel is one of my closest friends. Maybe best friend ko talaga. Siya yung escort ko sa Temple Endowment ko. She was really the one who uh, mentored me to become a leader uh, sa church at some point. Dito tayo no, na may baby. Ako si Ailish yata ang baby ko. Kaya 2014. Kaya na ba yan? 2014. Kasi alala ko meron akong maliit na baby kaya hindi ako makauwi. It was Ailish. I was still there, darling. Eh, Ailish. Oh, Ate Del, no? Talaga, I was devastated. Um, me and Razel weren't very close. Pero when I also heard of her passing, I actually cried. Kasi ang nasa isip ko yung mga bata. Naawa ko sa mga bata. Mother's feeling siguro. Mm-hmm. Parang siguro ang nasa isip ko, kaya ako miyak, if I were Razel, I would be very, very sad kasi I'm I'm leaving my very small kids. And she just gave birth to the third yeah. one. I remember something. If you have to look at somebody who overcame this pain, I think the best example would be our very own mother. Kasi I remember, eto ako ha, 40 años. I have forgotten a lot of things, pero eto still very clear in my mind. Back in 1980, we lost a brother. And wala pa si Ronil nandiyan kasi darling. Si Daddy, he asked me to bring Mommy a glass of milk. She just got back from the hospital after losing a child. So I brought the milk. Wait lang, naiyak talaga ako. Nakita ko si Mommy talaga nakaupo sa kama. Binigay ko yung, I believe, binigay ko yung milk. Sabi ko, Mami, milk. Tapos sabi niya lang, iwan mo na dyan. Umalis na ako. Pero, nakita ko si Mami umiyak. Pero, afternoon hindi ko na matandaan how many days. Basta I remember, we went to the cemetery. Cemetery para carry our brother. And I saw daddy cried. Nung hawak-hawak niya yung coffee nung baby. He was crying while he was walking. Afternoon. Okay na si mami. Okay na siya. Yun ay langan niya lang talagang umiyak. Actually, buong hapon, tinitignan uh, ko yung mga missionary pictures namin eh. So naglulok back ako, tapos minessage ko lahat ng missionary friends namin before, you know, trying to reminisce the good times. And it helps kasi syempre, you remember the good times. Tapos, meron kaming tiyatawag sa mission na Book of Remembrance. So basically, it's either a book or sheets of paper na you give to a friend bago ka umalis ng mission. And I have this. No? Inabasa ko kanina. Ang last na message niya dun sa letter, sabi niya lang, I'll see you on the other side. And of course, yung sinulat niya to, it meant after my mission, we'll hang out. But of course, this is a very different meaning now. And I really can't wait to see him on the other side. Kasi ang dami ko pang jokes na hindi nasasabi sa kanya. Actually, kanina may nag-post na kamisya namin. Sabi, instead na rest in peace, ang sabi, rest and peace. 
Tuwang tawa kasi alam ko. Alam ko matatawatch doon eh. <laughs> Sabi ko, kwento ko na lang sa kanya pag nakita kami. Pero alam mo, Neil, kaya believe na believe ako sa mga taong they can really laugh through calamities like this in their lives. Kasi sila Sister Leda, sila Ate Jill Campbell, nawala si JC. He left very suddenly. I think it, maybe it was about two years ago. So that was when we were only 36. And he left a couple of kids behind. Dalawa ba o tatlo? Hindi ko maalala. But the way the family handled it is so amazing. I'm really amazed by the faith of that family. Kasi, of course, I know that they grieved. I know that they felt na sayang because he was so young. And all the responsibilities that he has to do. Pero they continue to smile about it and laugh about it and just be strong and have that hope and faith that they will be reunited. One other person that I really admire as well is one of my best friends in college, Marie. And I hope that Marie would hear this. But I tell her naman every time that I message her that I'm really, really amazed by her courage. She lost her mom recently, just uh, towards the end of last year. And her mom, you know, si Tita, I met her several times also when we were in college. And uh, she is like the life of the party. Kung ano si Marie, kung gaano kakwela si Marie, she got everything from her mom. And uh, for somebody who has been going through dialysis for such a long time, uh, napaka, isa siyang ray of sunshine. And so si Marie, no, who has been the primary caregiver of her mom for the longest time, She would tell me na it's still painful and every day she still misses her. But I see that, you know, she's managing it by pouring her love and services to other people around her, not just with her other family members, but also to her colleagues. And I think whenever we give ourselves to other people is when we feel a lot better about our situations. Because that's what she does. She makes everybody else happy. But she doesn't deny that she is unhappy. But because she is serving other people, she somehow forgets, you know, the pain and the grief that she still has. Meron ako nabasa dati tungkol sa, sa grief. And this is clinically proven. Ang grief daw natin, especially when we lose a loved one, para siyang malaking ball sa, sa, sa dibdib natin. Malaking-malaking ball. And over time, yung ball na yan, lumiliit siya konti-konti. It doesn't really disappear because you always miss that person because they have been part of your life. Pero there's now more room for you to breathe and accept the fact that they have gone on and you can continue with your life even without them. You know, that is really a part of life. And one way or another, sooner or later, we're all going to experience the death of a loved one. It's a natural part of life. And it's just sad, syempre, na you have to move on. Kasi sometimes you don't want to move on. You just want to sulk and to feel the pain. No, kasi nga, you're afraid na once the pain is not there anymore, then they're not there anymore as well. Naalala ko nung finally sinabi natin kayo ng mami tsaka kay daddy na may cancer ako. No? Kasi diba, at the beginning, hinide natin ng konti kasi iniisip ko baka baatakihin si mami tsaka si daddy pag nalaman eh. <laughs> and true enough, nung sinabi natin, diba, parang si daddy, parang hindi malaman kung saan uupo. Umiyak yata si daddy. Pa iniisip ko nung time na yon, parang feeling ko kay daddy, nag, nire-reconcile niya yung, yung high probability na mamamatay ako agad. Kasi lagi niya ako pinapadala ng mga, ng mga articles to read. 
to accept um, what I was going And one of the best articles that he sent me is titled Tragedy or Destiny by Spencer W. Kimball. You would have seen that before kasi napaka, ano niya, napaka popular na chapter nun dun sa, sa book niya, sa teachings ni Spencer W. Kimball. And one of the best things that I read about that is how much of this pain and suffering does the Lord allow us to have and how much is because of our own faults. Kung iisipin natin, no, may mga taong nag-aask kung talagang may Diyos, why does He allow these things to happen? Kailangan pa namin tong taong to. Ang liliit ng mga anak, uh, nagpapasaya sa amin yung taong to, bata pa. Bakit kinuha lahat? But these are some things that we won't be able to answer in this life. And we won't have to. Unfortunately, we were not able to tackle this when we were talking about the, uh, the Holy Week uh, <laughs> podcast. But because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, He has already paid for all of the pain that we're, that we're going to suffer, all the pain that we have suffered, and all the pain that we are going to suffer. So even if we cannot answer the whys now, and even if we have to go through all of this pain now, at least we know that somebody, Jesus Christ, has already gone through all of our pains and all of the pains that we will have and our children will have, and so we're not alone. And one day, everything will make sense. But hindi to, hindi to ngayon. Not now. Hindi pa. Ito sabi dito ni Joseph B. Wirthlins, One of the blessings of the gospel is the knowledge that when the curtain of death signals the end of our mortal lives, life will continue on the other side of the veil. There, we will be given new opportunities. Not even death can take from us the eternal blessings promised by our loving Heavenly Father. So to our listeners, if you have lost a loved one, It may be a friend, a brother, mother, uncle. Please do know that we sympathize with you guys. And for others who are close to our hearts, we empathize with you. And please do know that we feel your pain. But we do know this pain will come to an end as we accept the fact that we will still see them again. I know there's so many people right now who's also experiencing grief. Kasi ang daming cases dito sa Philippines, and not just the Philippines, but the entire world. And I really just pray and hope that they can process through the pain. And I hope they also have people that they can talk to who can listen to them as they cry, as they pour out their hearts. Kasi that's very, very important. Can I just really emphasize about asking people for support? Because when I thought I was going to die, you know, I, what I really believe helped me live is really the support of everybody around me. Kahit napagod na pagod ako dahil sa chemo every week, I accepted visitors kasi I knew that I needed them for my emotional support and my spiritual support. Kahit na I really just wanted to sleep and just lie down all day, I accepted visitors, I made them come. I really welcome them because in the long run, I knew I needed these people. And I knew that the Lord sent me all these people because every day may dumadating, every day may tumatawag, every day may text, And they were really the ones who helped me live. Isolation is a very dangerous thing. Loneliness can kill you. So please be open to asking for help and be open to letting people support you. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. And we hope that you catch us again next week. Again, my name is Neil. I'm Darlene. This is Delia. Donna. And this has been Kapatid Central. 
Bye guys.